What's up, guys? Welcome to the Max Maxwell Show, and today I have a special guest. Now, when I say special, I just don't mean somebody like ordinary, regular. Like, there's not many goats that come through the studio, and I'm pleasured to have a goat with me today. Somebody who's seen the highs, the lows, the highs, the lows, and who's someone who's actually a personal mentor of mine and somebody that I do business with. So welcome to the show, no other than Co-Michael Johnson. My God. <laughs> what's up? What's up, brother? What's up, man? It's been a long time coming, man. Uh, too long. Too long. Too long, too long man. man. So too long, man. It's not too many people that I would deem like a personal friend mentor to me. Mm-hmm. And you're one of them. Someone that Appreciate I could call that, when I go to Atlanta to hang out. That's right. And call because I need some business advice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so that means you've been through the ranks. You've been right through the coals. You've been up. You've been down. And that's the type of entrepreneur that I respect. Somebody has wins and losses. Exactly. And keeps pushing, man. So where, where are you from? First of all, I'm go for Mississippi, man. But I live... In ATL now, in man. In ATL, so That's Gulf right. Four. You 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 went to college down in the Gulf Four? No, actually, Gulf Four, Mississippi, small town, man. Yeah. And uh, had big dreams, had big hoop dreams, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they were more collegiate, man. And uh, left Gulf Four, went to college in Morehouse, man. Okay. And uh, going to Morehouse completely, completely changed my life. So you like one of those Morehouse guys are very prideful. You're like, yo, this Morehouse. Yeah, very prideful, very prideful. <laughs> go to yeah, Morehouse, man. And go to Morehouse, man, it was a reset button because a bunch of cool brothers, man, you know, great backgrounds. But hey, it was a reset button. It was kind of man in high school. You get to Morehouse, hey, guess what? Everybody's the man. So what is it like? You know, I, I didn't go to college. What is it right. like going to an HBCU like like Morehouse? Man, it man, it's life changing, man, because you get to experience, man, black excellence at the yeah. highest level, man. And your son recently just got that's was, right. Got a son. Morehouse. Got a son. Got a son. Hey, KJ, looking at this son. So he's he started it, right? I have three more. Come on, brothers. <laughs> three more. They got, they, you want them to all go to Morehouse all too? All go to Morehouse. So what, how old are you kids? So twenty eighteen. 16 and 12. So you got, they about, they they back to back lined up about to go out the door. Back to back lined up going out the door, man. You got the 12 year old, he's a little, gonna be there for a little bit. He's gonna be there for a little bit longer, man. What's and, this uh, gonna be like when he's in the house by himself? Man, that's gonna be crazy. That, that's gonna be crazy yeah. because he got his oldest brothers he's looking at and uh, he already kind of thinks he's the man, you know what I mean? Because he got to, you know, coach up to his brothers. Mm-hmm. But that's gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be got good it. though. So Morehouse was good for you. Um, you met your house, your, your wife in Morehouse, right? Yeah, I did. She went to Spelman. Okay. And uh, so we met there, man, at, uh, at a party. Okay. And uh, she was the first chick that I realized, man, that her brain worked differently than mine, man. I was so impressed by how her brain works. Yeah. Man. I was so like, you, well, like, you seen this, I said, I got to make this I, I, I got to do this. I got to <laughs> close the deal on this one. Got to close the deal. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. And so you went to college. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you go to college for? I started with, wanted to be an engineer, man. And uh, at that time, you know, everybody said, go to college and get a what? Good job. Good job. Good job. So you graduated and you got a good job. Graduated. I said, okay, you know what? Graduated from Morehouse. Then I went to Georgia Tech. Thought I would be an engineer. Mm-hmm. And uh, double E, electrical engineering for, for, uh, for those folks. And I hated it. I mean, class, man, like, man, this is for the birds. You know, yeah. hated it. You know, filling out the first two semesters, and they say, "Okay, Mr. Johnson, listen, you you got to get it together." I said, "Okay, okay." So then I switched to industrial engineering, mm-hmm. which is more business, and that's when my light bulb went on. So I lo- I love business, I love this stuff. Cause so electrical engineering was more in the weeds. In the yeah. weeds, man, it was like ridiculous. Like, man, what is this Ohm's law and all this? I was like, man, this is. I have no idea what you're talking. I don't about. know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, I'm good on this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
And so you, 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 did you, did you go ahead and graduate from Georgia? No, so I'm at Georgia Tech, go to IE, so I'm there for four quarters. And at the time in school, you're on the quarter system, right? Yeah. And I said, okay, hold on a second. So I'm got a degree from Morehouse, then I've got another bachelor's degree. I said, no, hold up, let me, let me go. My claim, fame, hey, I'm a business guy, let me go get an MBA. So I left Tech and then I went to Clark Atlanta University and okay. got my MBA. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Still, and then and then now you got a job. And then when you went and got a job after that. Right, so I'm in, I'm in, I'm in grad school, so check this out. So school is fantastic. As this is a real on tape, school is great. So I'm, at, so I'm at Clark, and my friends thought I was crazy. I said, I'm not interviewing. They said, dude, why are you here? I said, I'm not interviewing. I'm so here. So you got the MBA program, and you're like, I'm yeah. not interviewing for no job. Yeah, I'm not here for no job. So the corporate folks, hey, Mr. Johnson, you're going to interview? I said, no, I'm, I'm not interviewing. I'm, I'm good on that. I'm good at it. I'm here to get the knowledge because I knew, and, and we're in business school, right? Mm. So I'm saying, we're supposed to be what? Getting a master in what? Business. business. Shouldn't we be starting a businesses? Business. That's logical. But, you know, school, what I saw, taught you how to be an employee, how to get into the right ways. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good on that. So out of all the colleges you went to and all the years you spent in college, what was the biggest thing you took from going to a university? Colleges teach you how to, to take in information, dissect it, and regurgitate it out, right? That's kind of what college taught you, right, in, in, in the big scheme. But the environment being in the HBCU kind of help you, you know, get lifelong friends and the camaraderie and the brotherhood, you so, know, was so, you, so important. So you would say probably the, the most, the best thing you got out of that was friendships and the people in the network. That's right. The network, you know, the network of people at Morehouse was incredible. So I'm I, assuming you're still friends with some people you went to college with now. Those are my boys. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what I mean? Those are my boys, you know? Got it. Talk to them on the day, you know? So, so you're like, yo, I'm in the NBA program. You're, you're the weird guy because you're not interviewing uh-huh. to get a job. What are you doing next? So, I'm in, so I'm, I'm in school. So this is 99. So I'm reading. And I saw that I'm reading all these autobiographies of these guys who built this wealth and was able to pass out to generational wealth to their families. And I noticed one common thing. Everybody had their hand in real estate. Mm-hmm. So... I'm a type of guy, hey, let's not reinvent the wheel. So maybe if I do this, I have a higher probability of creating generational wealth for my family. And succeeding, yeah. And succeeding. So, so my first year of business school, I started a home building company, but not knowing nothing. That's very important. I didn't know anything about real estate. I just knew I wanted to get into it. And I just took the leap of faith. You know now, what I mean? That, that's, that's something to talk about. Yeah. People are always afraid to make that jump without getting all the information they need to start. That's right. So you just say, I'm going to make a home building company. Did you own a home at that time? Absolutely. No, first of all, zero experience in real estate. <laughs> zero. So you never even bought your own home at that time? I hadn't even bought a house at that time. I was in the process of buying a house. Okay. I just closed on a house. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this can't be too hard because it's like, what, manufacturing? You put a foundation in. Mm-hmm. This is steps. There are guys, A, B, C. So... I think I'm a decently smart guy. We, anybody can figure this out. We can count to 10. Yeah. That was my logic, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it wasn't too difficult Yeah. in my mind, you know? So you started building homes. How'd that, how'd that work out for you? So I started building houses, and the first thing, um, I found someone who's doing it because what you don't want to do, let's not reinvent the wheel, mm-hmm. you know? Max, I look at you, man. You, you've done so well just educating the public, man, and just educating our folks, man. Kudos to you, brother. Thank you, man. But... Again, I found a mentor, right? And I said, hey, you know, I want to get into this business. And I literally harassed him, I harassed him. I was persistent. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, you know what, Mr. Johnson, Co. Michael, 
Cole, I'm going to show you the game. So you ain't give up after the first couple of times he's telling you to get up out of here? Yeah, I didn't give up. He said, man, I just like you. I just like your style. I, you know, I just like, you know, your focus and you seem to be sincere. I'm going to show you the, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you this business. So you, you, somebody takes you under their wing. And That's you right. You start to learn about the home building process. That's right. And so how'd that go? So it went extremely well. So the first year of this started in 99, I'm green. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking a bunch of questions, you know? So that's one thing, just being quiz, quiz. There's no such thing as what? Dumb question. Correct. And I kept asking questions and I got the answer, made a bunch of mistakes. Oh, you don't do that. Okay, do this, bunch of questions. And the first year of business, we built three houses. And I said, man, we have hit the lottery, <laughs> right? Three, got houses, three houses under your belt. Three houses under our belt, man. Build a business, you know, start ask a bunch of questions, man. And from 99 to 2008, the last year in business, uh, before the crash, right, mm-hmm. we closed uh, 156 houses. So you, one year. you went from Units. three houses to 156. In one year, yeah. In one year. Yeah, so first year three, before the crash, 150 units sold. So but what was it like in 99 starting a business and the dot-com boom? You know, it was, the banks were, the, the real estate market was buzzing up because, you know, at that point in time, if you guys remember, if you had a pulse, you got a loan. Correct. You know, Correct. so it was easy. Financing was, was very easy. Um, and I just saw that in the marketplace, hey, listen, you don't have to be a rocket science to do this. Let's jump in. Let's try because the worst thing they could do, man, is tell us what? No. Mm-hmm. Right. So. We beat, you know, we harassed the banks, you know, a lot of banks didn't give us capital when we first started because say, you have no experience. Mm-hmm. And my partner, he was a builder. He was, a, he was a, my mentor's son, Kerry Wynn, God rest his soul, Kerry Wynn. And uh, he, his son and I, Greg, we partnered up and we just kept pounding the banks and until we got yes. So it was easy for us to sell houses to the end user. Got it. And so you're building all the houses you built, you were selling them. Mm-hmm. Were you doing anything else in real estate in the time at that mean same time? No, building. Just, just building, 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 building spot here, there. And they graduated to, hey, look, guess what? Now we want to take the levels to another game. Now we want to buy land and put an infrastructure to become a developer, mm. you know, because always levels to this. So we spot building, you know, we did very well financially there. And just, you know what? Now let's hey, let's take it to the next level. So you go from building three houses, doing a hundred and 50 plus houses mm-hmm. and then you're at the point now you're like okay now we can start because I'm guessing all these houses you're building were infield lots or something exactly like so you're building on infield lots in existing neighborhoods and mm-hmm. existing places that's right and it's spec bills right it's spec bill exactly so you, okay so you're doing spec bills they selling like hotcakes that's right you're like man we could take that land over there and turn it into a neighborhood you're exactly right <laughs> let me go take this land and chop it up into yeah. these different lots and man, we could build more units. And so you did that? We did that. That's perfect. And so you, you're always leveling up, leveling up, leveling, leveling up. up. And so that famous day rolls along that everybody that's old enough knows there was a crash. It was a crash. What was that like for you? Like, in the sense of like, you're rolling, you're booming, you, you're doing everything that you mm-hmm. said you wanted to do, your right. business. I mean, give me some details in like when you noticed. When did you notice? Because I don't think many people they talk about it in a very macro. I want you to micro down to me and tell me what it was like as somebody that was a part of what everybody talks about. You know what, man? It's, it's, that's, that's a fantastic, that's, that's a phenomenal question. I remember in 05, I was like, man, I was, I was at the office and man, everything is going fantastic. And I kind of fit the temperature kind of change in 05. And then someone came to us, hindsight is always 2020, mm-hmm. 
Mr. Johnson would have bought your business for $40 million. Oh, my. So you didn't tell me that. For so you had, you had an offer for $40 million. $40 million. How old are you at this time? I am 32 years old. So you and a partner are going to split $40 million. It's $40 million, right? And I said, okay, you know what? Again, youth, right? And, you know, thinking everything, <laughs> the sun's always going to shine, right? So we get this offer in 05, like, man, I just closed on a deal. And I see $80 million in revenue from on this one. I say, you just offered me $40 million. I'm thinking this guy's trying to jump me off. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple of $40 million, $42 million. I'm like, ah, we, yeah, listen, we're going to keep swinging. We're going to keep chugging along. Chugging along. Two, oh, 2005. 2005. And then six, things start to change up a little bit. Seven, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The inventory is sitting too long. And then that September, November of 08, when Lehman Brothers went down, it was like we had a party. Everybody's dancing, having a good time. And then the lights come on, like, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. So, <laughs> so tell me about, you're selling a bunch of homes. How fast were these homes selling? Oh, but if, it was so crazy. As fast as we could build it, because sometimes we were late, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, you have, you know, everybody's doing that at mm-hmm. the time. So one homeowner would leave, right? Had a house for two twenty-five. dollars Then we would raise the price $20,000. The second homeowner, like, hey, well, I got to get another house. We would raise it to two dollars So it was bananas. And everything's appraising now. Everything's appraising now because we're, we're doing infield. We were, we're in the quote unquote right now where everybody is in yeah, town. Yeah. We were there back then. Got it. So homes are selling like crazy. So 2007, you started to feel yeah. something changed. What was what, what was changed? It was just the houses were sitting too long. The houses were sitting too long. And then the, the lenders were like, oh, we're not going to finance this. And so how, they start pulling back from who they're proving on. That's right. Start pulling back. Then started tightening up a little bit. And you look, you know, you got communities, you know, we had communities all over, not only Metro Atlanta, but in other markets outside of Atlanta. Like Marietta. We had stuff in Metro Atlanta. We had stuff in Griffin, stuff in Athens, Georgia. You know, we we, we were shooting for the stars. You was booming. We was booming. And so you feel the the, the restraint on capital coming from the banks where they're like, oh, this this. This lender didn't get approved. I'm guessing the realtor's telling you, or you're selling them yourself. That's right. Oh, uh, this one didn't get approved. This didn't get you approved. Know. The, you know, the homeowner. Then the homeowner stopped, the traffic started to slow down. He's like, whoa, things are changing. The air started to change. And then Lehman Brothers. Explain, who's Lehman Brothers? Lehman Brothers was a, 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 a big shop out of New York, uh, a, big, a big financial organization out of New York, and they implode. And then we started to see banks implode. So, right? you, so you say you were literally at a party Mm-hmm. You guys were celebrating, networking event, mm-hmm. and the news flashes? News flashes like, whoa, so what does that mean? And then everybody's like, what does that mean? And then you're like, whoa, this is what this means. Like the jig, it, the party is over. And then the phone started ringing all the lenders, hey, uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, we need those loans called due. Like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? You just lent on this last year. You know, we got to finish this out. No, 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 no. We, 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 you know, we need to come in, look at the financials, see if you guys going to be solvent. And I'm like, whoa, we, we, let's work through this. So as a builder during mm-hmm. those times, mm-hmm. what is your perspective of like what actually happened? Not, now it's hindsight. What actually happened was not paying attention, not listening to your advisors and not, you know, just 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 pay attention. Right. Because, again, it wasn't brainstorming. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. like clients are buying houses. Uh, based on their credit. Well, you could have told a bank you made anything. You had a 700 credit score. So this is a no-doc no doc loan No-doc no doc loans, right? So, But when did that become a thing? When did no-docs become a... I don't understand how... It, it, there has to be some blame to go around as of to... Of course. Of course. Wall Street. Wall Street, 
They just yes. got greedy. Got greedy. All about fees. How can we put a new exotic product out here to keep the money going? And we all bought in, right? We all bought in. Like, hey. So, so what were you what were you thinking when you're building houses and a year ago they appraised at this value and then now they're appraised at this and you're like, I'm thinking the whole world is turned upside down. <laughs> I mean, you had it because even now I look at like now 2021 and I'm looking at housing prices. And I'm like, like we're doing flips. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, we can sell this for like 189 and we're getting offers at 206 or 185 from 206. And I'm like, no contingencies. I'm thinking in my head, this mm-hmm. is insane. How That's is right. how is this house going to appraise mm-hmm. for this when there's nothing that the cops haven't showed that? Exactly. So, so you're seeing your new build projects going, I'm just using numbers, mm-hmm. you're selling at 150, next thing you know is 175, 200. For the What's same that like? product. So you, I mean, you start mm-hmm. to believe, start to say, wow, this is great, this is fantastic, right? But then, but on the other side of it, this person buying this property just has a credit score, right? So hindsight is always 20-20, just look at the fundamentals. Is this person solved, but can they buy the property? <laughs> you know what I mean? And we, every, all of us bought into the hype of that. And it came crashing down in 08. And I never forget 08, banks, I'm getting these calls from banks and suppliers are suing me. Um, and so when, when you say that the banks call in loans due, yeah. you're, you're building a small community, you've, you've borrowed money from the bank That's to right. get the, the, the materials and put the infrastructure in That's right. on the raw land. Mm-hmm. And they're calling you the next year and saying, hey, we need this loan due. We need this loan due. But hey, Mr. Johnson, we need you to continue to pay these interest payments. So interest payments was ridiculous, $300,000 a month in interest because mm. we, we borrowed a lot of money. You know, we, again, shooting for the stars. Mm-hmm. And interest, so you, you see $300,000 a month, you know, I, you know, I don't care how much capital you have, that's a big number every hurt. month. That hurts. Like, oh my God, that hurt. That was a painful thing. At a certain point, we bled through all the capital. $10 million bled through trying to see, trying to keep a dinosaur alive. So you're, you're building for years. You've been able to build up $10 million in liquidity. The bank's calling the loans due. You got to pay these interest payments. What is it like? You know, I've, I've, I was, a, I was a, a real estate agent at this time, but I mm-hmm. had no, no skin in the game. Mm-hmm. I knew, you know, I was helping people buy and sell homes. Right. I know the effect that I've seen on my end, but what is it like? Like going home every day and just knowing that you got to cut this check. What did you sleep? Dude, you you don't sleep. You know, and, and totally honestly, man, when you go through tough times, and we're all human. Yeah. Depression kicks yeah, in. I had that. Anxiety. Or you start questioning, man, do I have it? How did I get myself into this? Mm-hmm. Questioning, you know, do I make good decisions? All those things just come into question. And when you're going through it, man, I mean, it is painful. It is not nothing easy that I wish on anybody because the internal battles you have, have between your two ears yeah. is incredible. Mm-hmm. You just stand up, man. I, I just never forget, man, laying in the bed looking at the sky like, man, God, how in the world did I get myself in this position? I'm bleeding so bad right now. I'm bleeding so bad. You just looking and you got to get rid of everything and houses getting foreclosed on, cars got to get repoed. Hey, you got to tell her, hey, man, you got to come get this. I mean, nobody going to tell me nothing with $10 million in the yeah. bank, and I'm, I'm building, I'm selling, I'm building. Exactly. So you how the hall lip and think you, you think you're invincible. You think you're invincible. And it was the best thing and the worst thing that happened to me at the same time, if that makes sense. It, it, <laughs> it does make sense. So at this point, does 
do you wake up one morning and realize it's over or is it a slow bleeding process that you just oh it, it was a slow bleeding process because you you got this you're hoping, man, this is going to get better. It's going to turn around. It's going to turn around. This can't let me. My God, just last year, man, we, you know, we got, you know, we're doing four million in revenue just last year. And a year later, you are negative. You're like, it's got to turn around. It's got to turn around. And you're just hoping. And so what was it like that morning you woke up and you're like, this is it. I mean, I'm, I'm drained. I, they took all my money. It was devastating. So now at this time, guess what? You you married during this time. Married during this time. What was it like? Which I mean, you, you had so, it, and you're still with your wife. Yeah. So, take so this she out. was the right one. Right. So take this out. <laughs> yeah. So take this out, man. <clears throat> Brother, when we first started, it was just she and I. Mm-hmm. Now we have four kids. Oh, I didn't think about that. You have four kids, so it's easy to move around. Just being a wife and just keep pushing. But now we got four kids. You got four miles of feed. Four miles of feed. Ramen noodles ain't gonna cut it. Ramen noodles ain't gonna cut it. And you, you, you used to hear. So what you do is, you, you become I call a value engineer, right? You start to piece things together. You start to make. You know, you start to learn how to make a dollar stretch. I really, really, really know how to make a dollar stretch. Now. So those skill sets you learn from those things are invaluable. But like you said, when it's just you and your wife, it's okay to go sleep on an air mattress. Yeah. But not when you got the kids with you. No, you got the kids with you. You know what I mean? So you got to figure things out. You got to figure things out fast. And you want to talk about a motivator? You want to talk about a motivator? That was my motivation. It, was about, it wasn't about Cole Michael Johnson anymore. It was about, man, I got a family to feed, man. Like, man, it, it, you know, we, I got, we got to figure this out. Prayer, looking to God for answers. You know what I mean? Because it was it was a slow bleeding process. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was, it was devastating, man. So how long did you stay down? Man, you know what? Because you, when you're in it, you're just going down. And like I said, in the process, you know, you kind of lose confidence in yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Man, it's man, it's like, man, do I still got it? Man, how, how do I get myself in here, man? And, you know, you just kind of every day by faith. You just kind of, you know what? You're down, you're feeling depressed. And um, so I started walking in the morning and just each morning was like, each day was like, just take a step forward. So you, every day you was trying to say, you know, I'm gonna be active, I'm gonna get better. I'm, I'm gonna get, get better and act, active. So when did, when did the light bulb go off for you and was like, this ain't me, let's yeah, get back to work. That's right, so, so you, you, you kind of walking and then you say, hold on a second. You, 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 you've done this several times, you can do it again. Now you got more motivation and you're looking at the landscape, and this is what I realized. Someone told me this, and I'm going to tell everybody this right here on the screen. They got this, this saying called, never let a good crisis go to waste. Mm. It was chaotic. We were in the middle of a crisis. So when you're in the middle of a crisis, that's where the big opportunities are. So say it again. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste. That's so important. If I, if I can leave one, one, any takeaway. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And I start looking at the landscape. The banks are giving houses away that we built below replacement costs. Mm. So I said, hold on one second. I don't have to be Albert Einstein to figure this out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have to be Albert Einstein to figure this out. This is opportunity. Mm-hmm. Cole Michael changed the way you're looking at this. God has given you a silver platter. Everybody has completely run from real estate. Right, wrong, and different, you stayed in the game. Figure out a way 
to monetize this, not only to help those folks who got foreclosed on, but also help your family. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw. The light bulb came. I was like, whoa. And you asked a good question. When did it come on? A house that we built got foreclosed on. We sold it for $250,000. The bank foreclosed on it for $60,000. And I saw a family move in. I said, hold on a second. There's no lending in America. Who bought that house? So a house you sold a year or two before for two hundred fifty million, brand new, brand new home, uh-huh. barely lived in, home on foreclosed on. Yes, right. It foreclosed on. It is sold for sixty thousand. Sixty thousand dollars. Just imagine that. So there goes never let a good crisis go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And so hindsight for me, I look back now, and this is when I, everybody that I know is currently in real estate that's older, this is where they made all their money at. Exactly. In in the downturn. Downturn. You know, you, you realize your capital when things are going great. Everybody's like, right now, mm-hmm. 2021. Yeah. Real estate is booming. It's fantastic. Everybody's in it now. Everybody's in it right now. So you and I look at it like, okay. I wait. We, 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 we've seen this. <laughs> we know how this story goes. Correct. I read this book before. <laughs> exactly. I know. I watched this movie. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this movie. So the light bulb goes off. And what do you, what do you think? I'm thinking like, whoa, then you, you got to figure this out. So I go back to the same banks who we got defaulted on the notes. Mr. Johnson, you're, to- you're toxic. You're creditors. So hold on one second. I just flying around with you on your private jet, just eating dinner, Christmas dinner at the big bank. And now I'm on the outside looking at, hey, Mr. Banker, let me in. Like, no. So I said, okay. The same people you made millions with. Same people I made millions with and for. Said no. Like, okay. So as you start walking, your confidence started slow coming back. I said, okay, you know, you, I'm going to remember that. You're going you're gonna to regret the day you turn your back on Mr. Johnson. Right, so you comments started to come back. The swag slowly because started it's, it's not like it's not like you gave the loans out to the people I was in the exactly. house. You built the product. I built the product, and you, did, Mr. Baker, gave me the money to do it. And Mr. Baker, we used your appraiser. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm just the guy that's facilitating the bill. Exactly, but I'm toxic. So I said okay, and uh, so I'm I'm going to the banks. They say you toxic, you toxic. So I said okay, cool. I never forget this. I read this book called Who Moved My Cheese. Right. Mm. And the premise of the book is, hey, guess what? The cheese is always out there. So, folks, the money is always out there. There's no secret. We, there's no, this is the secret. This is what you got to do. You know, I take this blue pill and it's going to happen. There's no secrets. It's hard work and determination, right? Mm-hmm. And the cheese had moved. It wasn't in America anymore. The cheese was in foreign countries. China, Russia, China, all them guys. Russia, uh, South Africa, Israel, the U.K., so when I looked at my perspective, and hold up, I'm, f- I'm focusing on these American banks. Hold on, I got a whole world out here that would love to buy these properties. And that's what we did. We became, uh, we started selling properties to foreigners, mm-hmm. right? And also, too, man, be careful what you say, because I should look at wholesalers. Wholesalers stay in the game. Because <laughs> I just talk about wholesalers. Like, man, that wholesaler ain't got no money, man. I'm a big developer. I'm beat my chest. Yeah. Listen, never get too high on your highs, never get too low on your lows, because you just never know what may happen. We become wholesalers, in so, effect. So you start wholesaling the same exact properties you were building back then. That's right. Like all the other builders, you, now you're picking them up for 60. 60. And you, you sell them to the guys that still liquid That's from right. overseas. That's right. That's right. Won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> so you got you become big at this point. I become big, so we start slowly, you know. And and at that time, the real estate agent Max, it was crazy. A, a agent would have twenty properties because Georgia is a non-judicial foreclosure state, mm-hmm. meaning that if you don't pay, you don't stay. So every month, agent would have twenty properties. The next month, thirty. 
Next month, 40. So it was so bad, the real estate agent didn't have enough signs to put in front of the properties. So you like, call me. Just call me. Just call me. So my perspective changed because of the crisis. It took me, you know, it took me a while, but I got to it. My perspective changed. My motivation changed. I'm a much more humble guy at this time. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, just things change. And we become dogmatic and we just really mm-hmm. take over the game. So at, at, it's crazy because at this point, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, looking at something bad and seeing, you know, an opportunity. Yeah. And so an opportunity is what you've seen out of the darkest, darkest days you ever thought. You thought you would never see those days. Again. Never. And so out of them dark days, mm-hmm. you've seen an opportunity where most people folded That's until right. this day swear they'll never get back into real estate. That's right. You turned around fast. Fast. And you said, you know what? I lost all this money. I still know the real estate game. That's right. Wait, that sold for 60? I sold that for 250. All right, I'm going to go around. And you went to go find the money. Because one of my favorite sayings is, a good deal never searches for money. Money always searches for a good deal. You just had to go find a new cheese. That's right. The cheese moved. The cheese was outside the U.S. You're exactly right. <laughs> so you pumping wholesale deals out now. I'm pumping wholesale deals out, doing renovations to clients and doing that process because my background was new construction systems. Right. Mm-hmm. So, again, when people when you go to something new, you're going to make mistakes. Don't get bared to your mistakes. Correct. You know what I mean? So we have some renovation issues with different renovations and the house didn't turn out right because, you know, everybody's trying to survive. Some of the contractors mm-hmm. stole the money. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go with this again. And so we just <laughs> worked through it, worked through it, kept pushing, learned the system. OK, this is how we need to put our process in place so that doesn't happen again. But we had growing pains. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm dealing with new people because, again, everybody left the space, man. And so I'm picking up a couple lessons in, in mm-hmm. like. It's crazy because I would have this conversation with you off camera. Mm-hmm. Like you just happen to you just happen to be here. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And so a couple lessons is, is, you know, never get too high on your high days. Never get too low on your low days. That's that's right. that's, that's super important. But, you know, also when you in your dark times, you got to look at the, the light. You got to find the light. You got to find right. the opportunity in this crazy time that you're in. That's right. And you found it. Mm hmm. And you went forward without knowing the entire process. That's right. And so creating systems is another important lesson. That's right. But don't let not knowing the systems stop you from starting. That's right. Let's learn them along the way. Let's learn them along the way. We're going to make way more money than not waiting to start. Exactly. You don't have to know everything right Mm -hmm. now. Just try. We made a ton of mistakes. In, in, in total transparency, we had some client that was pissed off at us. Oh, my house didn't get finished. Oh, this didn't happen. Hey, man, we tried our best to try to do it. But they was pissed off. But we'll talk to Mr. Banker. Talk to Mr. Banker. We just kept pushing. Guys, that didn't work out for us. We learned from that. That client going to never be satisfied with us. We got to yeah. keep pushing. We're not going to get buried to our mistakes. And that's what I tell you one thing. Don't never get buried to your mistakes because a lot of people try to paint you. This happened oh, you are a piece of trash, or this happens, or are you this, you this. Hey, what you do, you keep going. You keep going, because eventually they're going to turn around and say, hey, they want to go to partner with you, they want to do deals with you. So don't stop. Take your failures right on your chin and keep rolling. And keep rolling. I think for me, some of my failures are some of my best lessons learned ever. Preach. And so it has allowed me to keep moving and learning to the next level. I mean, yeah. I still fail to this day. That's part of the I process. I mean, you, you're in my office there. You see the conversations I'm having with my team. We, That's right. we have failures on a daily basis, but... That's right. Somebody ain't even left the start line yet. You got to start. Yeah. Yeah, man. So. And so life for you, you start to realize the system. 
you start to you start to see your thing. At this point, where do you go? I mean, you're wholesaling, you're wholesaling like mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Does the mar- how long does it take the market to start to kind of correct? Right. So information and just staying close, you know. So let's take me back. In OE, I go see uh, Mr. Igbe Perry, um, mentor of ours. And he so said, that's where you get your guide from, and yeah. you're your your because I got a, you're my mentor, and you got a mentor. That's right. And now we share the same mentor. That's right. And so you you this guy is is the truth. Yeah, Mr. Perry, he he's the truth. He he's a legendary guy in the space. Uh, if you don't know, just research him, Egba Perry. Uh, just go Google the name. He's he's done so much in terms of redevelopment, mm-hmm. neighborhoods, urban America. And um, and when he came here to this country, his his mindset was to he wanted to change mm-hmm. how urban America lived, right? Mm-hmm. And he he has definitely made his mark uh, in, in that space. But I went to go see him at his house. I said, um, Egbert, he hate for you calling Mr. Perry. I said, Egbert, man. He said, man. I said, man, this house thing is tough. These banks. And I remember asking my father, bank boy, I said, no, come back, don't do that. Just this is and, when you're getting kicked in your teeth. Getting kicked in the teeth. But he gave me a bit, of, a bit of information that he told me that the housing market was not going to come back until 2015. Mm-hmm. So, that was, so that was seven years when I talked to him. And so when he told me that, I looked like one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six, seven. Are you serious? What you going to do for seven years? What you going to do for seven years? So having information, having people around you, not necessarily for, hey, man, give us some money or this, this and this. Let's have information give you insight. And we gave it an insight. I pivot like, OK, you know what? That's that's over. Bury that wholesale. Let's go to things to change. Yeah. And we 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 got into the space, made some lumps, made made some mistakes, did some things that were right, and the things we did right, man, excel, and we just kept pushing. So first were the foreign investors. And then guys, as you know, years later, the United States, the the, the hedge fund guys come in and say, Start hey hey hey, back. hey, it's our turn. So this is when some of our biggest companies like Invitation Home. That's right. And was it black? Uh, black they're back by Blackfield. Yeah. Blackfield, yeah. yeah. So those guys, this is when they start to pick up houses one That's by right. one by one. I think Invitation Homes has, is it 70,000? 80,000 homes. 80,000 right? individual homes. Individual homes in America. But, but they started picking them up during that time, right? That's right. One by one. They bought 40,000 homes one by one. So all the wholesalers out there, listen, you're in a vibrant business. Anybody say, hey, that doesn't work. Listen. I am a living witness that it does, mm-hmm. right? It helped me get my family out of the out of the bowels of financial ruin to see, to, you know, to to generate, you know, a multi-million dollar business wholesaling, and it works. It works. So let's talk about present day. Who, Michael Johnson? I love it. You are still buying up wholesaling. You, you're That's doing right. some wholesaling. That's right. You're buying up deals because now right. you got all this money. That's right. Backing you, you got your own money. That's right. And uh, so, tell me about what you're doing now. So now the, it's, the market's in a fantastic place right now, mm-hmm. right? So we have a wholesale model that kind of runs itself. Uh, we've got some new construction deals we're doing in Metro Atlanta. Uh, we're buying key positions, dirt, not only in Atlanta, but that's why we're here with some Salem, mm-hmm. right? We got opportunity, and, and man, thank you for inviting yeah. me down. I definitely appreciate Absolutely. it. Um, we got deals we're going to do here. Uh, we're going to be in Charlotte. We got things we're doing in Texas. So now, understanding the past, right, we understand, hey, listen, the market is where it is right now. Hey, let's expand smarter mm-hmm. this time. 
and expand into doing the development deals across the country. Um, that's what we're excited about it right now, man. And so what's, what's cool is that we've met and we've started to work in Synergy and we started doing deals. Right. And we started saying, hey, let's just buy up a bunch of rentals now. That's right. And so now you and I, we're out buying rental packages. That's right. You know, 15, 20, 30, 40, mm -hmm. 50 houses all at once. That's right. In order to grow what we see coming next. That's right. So if you out there right now and you want to send us a deal, you can send me the deals at deals at VentureAtlas.com. We'll put it down in below. And if they got now you're 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 buying in Atlanta like crazy. That's right. And you buying houses, you buying dirt. That's right. Which means you're buying just empty land. How That's can right. somebody reach out to you? Man, it's very simple, man. I'm on the ground. Um, basically, my name uh, K O M I C H E L Johnson J O H N S. We'll put it. We'll put it right below. That's right. Put it right below. And uh, you can just DM me, DM me there. I direct you to the right person on our team. But we're buying heavy, heavy, heavy in that market and. Uh, we're excited about it. So some good things are going to come. Yeah. Hit me there. So we're, we're, we're far from done. You know, yeah. it's, it's so many things that, you know, I learned from you and just, you know, here's, here's something I'll say that I realized from you. You are a nerd when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, I am. You're a nerd. I and and I, I have some of those same qualities. When I get into this, I want to dive down and you become real good at this mm -hmm. one thing and you try to repeat it over and over That's and right. over again. What I see these days is people try to run to whatever is a new shiny object, mm. whether it's, hey, I'm wholesaling today, I'm doing Toro tomorrow, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, or, hey, I'm in wholesale and I'm, I'm working on these type of leads, these type of leads, these type of leads, these type of leads, and you don't even know how to master any of the leads. That's like, right. you, don't, you ain't mastered probate yet, That's but right. you're over here worried about delinquent taxes, <laughs> and right. so you got to do that. So what do you, what do you say to new wholesalers? new investors coming into the real estate game. What, what word of advice would you give them? I would say stick with one channel and master the channel. Let's not run over here, 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 there. Let's focus on one channel. And I have a saying too, focus. You got some what focus stand for? Follow one course until successful. Focus, drill down on one channel, focus on that. Once we master that, then move to another channel, mm -hmm. but focus. And so, also, you know, that wholesaling is not like, like you talked about earlier, it's not like the gutter of real estate. No. I think, and I know that wholesaling, the principle that it teaches you is how to, one, find problems, solve them. Right. Right. And how to identify a deal. Oh my God. And if yes. you can identify a deal, you'll never be broke for the rest of your life. Never. Because like I say, Good deals don't chase money. Money always chase good deals. Exactly. And if you can identify the deals, there's always going to be somebody knocking on your door. Um, let's talk some about some development stuff. Okay. Um, you're, you're hanging out with uh, Mr. Egbert Perry. That's right. A legend when it comes to being development. Mm -hmm. what, is, what are you guys doing now? You mean, you, are, you, are you doing commercial development? Mm -hmm. um, you know, residential development? Where, where are you at now with that stuff? So, um, we've got this thing called an integral collaborative, man. Mm -hmm. uh, thankful, man, you're a part of it, man. Mm -hmm. and, and what we're doing, man, we're going around initially the Southeast United States, and we're identifying targeted areas to where we're gonna come in and do mixed-use deals that make sense for the community. Right. So this is like uh, like good dirt, good, uh, good pieces of land. Good piece of land and good MSAs, and MSAs stand for Metropolitan Area. Um, good areas, you know, Charlotte, we're here in Winston-Salem right mm -hmm. now. And we're, we're looking at opportunities to where we can come in and improve the community, improve the tax base, 
and provide good quality housing in, in, the, in these target zones, man. Got it. And so is any of this any like affordable projects or these, mm -hmm. what type of projects are they? Both, both, okay. man. We've got affordable product, uh, projects and, and then we also got market rate stuff. But our focus is really helping our people with affordable project, projects because right now housing is out of control, mm -hmm. right? And our whole coming together with the collaborative, you know, is to, hey, there's an issue. How can we make our, how can we help solve this? Provide quality housing, affordable housing for our people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's important. I mean, I know even here in our city, yeah. we have we have a affordable housing crisis, mm -hmm. which I'm pretty sure is echoed all across the country. That's right. And so, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Mr. Uh, Egbert got his start, or he's he's mastered the, the mixed use game. That's right. That's right. And so, is that something you plan to continue? And I know I know we got up. You know, we got some great people in our group that right. that are part of that, including like Brandon Rule, which. He's going to be on a later podcast as well. That's right. But do you guys continue to plan to do that? Is that something you where you want people from that are watching now to reach out to you and, and send you those things? And how, how can how can they identify like how? Because I think as a wholesaler, uh -huh. you, you want to continue to rise up. Mm -hmm. Will they have an opportunity to work with you if, if they can bring you something? Of course. Of course. I mean, if you're a wholesaler out there, you know, the same skill set you use in finding houses. Guess what? If you've got vacant land or land position, send those to us. You know, we'll love to partner up with other wholesalers on that. I mean, because at the end of the day, wholesalers are on the ground. Mm -hmm. They got the, they understand the pulse. Mm -hmm. And they're not too high up here to where it's, 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 it's you know, you know, they're in the clouds. They are on the ground making things happen. So yeah. wholesalers with land across any of those markets, you know, just send it to us. We'll take a look. Definitely. And so and below here, guys, we'll put the best way to reach out to him. And I think you should take definitely should take advantage of this opportunity that if you're in a good, you know, metro area and you find some good dirt and you want to work with Cole Michael and his team. And I think the good thing about it is he'll, he's going to teach you along the way. Not only you gonna get paid for what you bring him, mm -hmm. he's going to buy it from you, but he's going to give you some some game so that one day you can become that developer and you can be knowing how to identify these deals and go That's out right. and get the money. So we'll make sure we put those uh, in the show notes and, and right below this video here. But man, this has been fun. And it's cool because yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of times, there's a lot of videos out there. There's that's a right. lot of people that's in real estate. That's right. That's pretending to be in real estate. That's right. That's, you know, and, and so I like when I get to be around genuine people mm -hmm. that work their butt off every day, that's, that's right, successful, man. and they still striving to be great. And so I, I appreciate you coming down and spending time with us. Any departing words for anybody out there? Man, listen. Again, brother, appreciate the opportunity, man, to talk to your audience. Mm -hmm. We all know this guy. He, he's a guy. He's a real. I'm learning from you, man. I'm learning from you. <laughs> he's a guy, man. I, I, and I, I thank you humbly for that, man. Hey, man I'm, just, I'm just a servant leader, and uh, I would tell anybody out there, man, listen. You got something, especially in real estate, any anything, a dream. Don't let nothing deter you. Uh, continue to push. Are you going to make mistakes? Yes, but like Max said earlier, just start. Don't let nobody deter you. That's not going to work. Just start. And, and guess what? If that doesn't work out, put another shirt on and start again. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, man, keep pushing. If you, but you're in real estate, right? this is a fantastic market. And we're going to be able to help a lot of people do very well for themselves. The Generation Wealth Tour that we started, that's only beginning, right? We got more great things coming in 2022. So get ready for it. Thank you again, brother. I Absolutely. It. 
So if you guys have been watching, I appreciate it. Please do me a favor, press the like button. And if you're not subscribed, please join me and be a subscriber. It costs you absolutely nothing. And don't forget to look below in the show notes for the contact information for Cole Michael Johnson. And listen, in the comments, do me a favor. Tell me what you learned most from this guy and what you want to achieve in the future. Because I love to know, and we'll be bringing you more shows, more and more and more, often, often, often. But I thank you guys for watching, and I'm out.